The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 10. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word that we're going to meditate on this morning is just a half of a verse from our gospel lesson from John chapter 10. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is the words of our Savior. These things that we're focusing in on today, we think about life issues in our world Abortion, euthanasia, stem cell research, all of these things that we know go against what God says in his word. Do they bother you? I mean, when you hear about these things, when you see them on the news, when, when you see the legislation, do these things bother you? Or does it just become kind of, well, this is the way it is. Do these things matter to you anymore? Because they certainly matter to God. You know, what we're talking about today is not opinion. This is not political at all. <laughs> this isn't even just Lutheran. <laughs> this is biblical. I mean, God's word is very clear on this topic. The gift of life is... God's to give and God's to take away. God alone has the right to say where life begins and life ends. And when there's human interference, it's nothing but sin. All throughout the Bible, we see God taking life very, very seriously. The giving of it as a gift, the taking away is God's. And it's good for us to go back and remember this. This is not opinion. This is not political. This is biblical. This is God's very word that tells us very clearly how he feels about life and how his people should feel about it too. Sherry was at the grocery store with her two-year-old son, Gabe, who has Down syndrome. 
And she was checking out, and the grocery store clerk said to her very quietly, she said, oh, I'm so sorry. I bet you wish you would have known before he was born, right? You know, they have tests for those things now. And Sherry bit her lip. <laughs> and instead of blowing up at her, gave her kind of a crazy lady smile and said, I know, right? I mean, it's so much harder to get rid of them when they're out before they're in, right? But then she got serious and got close to her and whispered. She said, are you trying to tell me <laughs> that it's okay to take the life of a child before they're born? She said to that grocery store clerk, she said, even if I would have known before, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. This is my child who I love, and they're precious to me. They're valuable to me no matter what. Leaving that grocery store clerk speechless. Friends, our world has devalued life, hasn't it? You just look at the way our world works today, just how violent it has become. Right? How people are so willing to just be violent with each other. Not caring about other people's lives. You look at all the abortions. The assisted suicides or the dying with dignity as they try to pen it. Life has become very devalued in our world today. Value is, is the worth that we place on something based on its usefulness or its importance to us. And you can understand in a godless society how it would be so easy for us to begin to pick and choose what's important and what is useful even when it comes to human beings. But God's word is very clear. Every human life is valuable. Every human life has intrinsic value placed on it by their creator. But that has been lost in our world today, hasn't it? For so many. When I was growing up, I was a baseball card collector. And until we moved to Arizona, um, along with me in all of our moves, I was dragging around about 25,000 baseball cards. Um, and then when we moved here, I finally said, all right, I, I need to get rid of some of these. I'm not dragging these across the country again. Uh, and, I, and I did whittle it down, sold most of them, and kept just the, you know, maybe, maybe 1,000 of them. But in my collection of, of almost 25,000 baseball cards for decades. My most valuable card was a 1956 Roberto Clemente. And it was in not mint condition, but, but really, really good condition. I had kept it in plastic you know, for a long time and, and away from the sun and all the elements. And I looked up that card last week because I hadn't in a long time. That card is worth $500 in the condition it's in. The problem is I don't know where the card is. I lost it a long time ago. I, I, mean, I don't think it's in my belongings anymore because you know we just moved a year and a half ago and went through everything. I, I don't know what happened to it. But really, <laughs> there's no value to it at all, right? And even if I had it, 
and I came in here and tried to sell it to one of you, I, it probably wouldn't be worth $500 to you, right? Unless you are a big sports cards collector or a really big Roberto Clemente fan, it's not worth $500 to you. It's probably just a piece of cardboard with a guy's picture on it. Right? You see how life can be devalued too, right? When we don't understand the intrinsic value, when we see it as just useless, unimportant, something that has no worth to me at all. And if that's the case, we need some introspection, don't we? And maybe that introspection has to start at, do I value my own life? Do I understand the value that God places on me? Do I personally understand what my life is really all about? How precious every single minute of my life is? Do I understand what the purpose of my life in this world is? Right? And if those are questions that we are struggling with, then, then it's easy to begin to doubt and question the value of other people's lives if we don't understand the value of our own. And the fact is, what God says is your life is a gift. And it's described in the Bible as, as this time of grace, from the time you take your first, first breath to the time you take your last. Whenever that might be, however long that life might be, it's a, it's a time of grace that God gives to us. And every single second of that life is important and valuable because the purpose of your life, dear friends, is not just to get ahead, not just to be comfortable, not just to enjoy life, and you can, sure, but that's not the purpose of your life. The purpose of this time of grace that God has given to you is to come to know and believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. To know what your hope and your peace is after this life is over. The purpose of your life is to know the Good Shepherd. And to know what he has done for you. And to hold on and cling to that no matter what. And friends, that's the value that God has placed on your life. The importance of your life and the value and importance of every life in this world. A time of grace to know the good shepherd. That's what we have before us this morning in our gospel lesson. This portion of John chapter 10, which is known as the good shepherd chapter. Where Jesus describes who he is as our shepherd. That he is the, the gate, first he says. That, that through him the sheep enter and they find pasture and he calls himself the good shepherd who longs to care for and protect and provide for not just some sheep, but for all sheep. He says there are some that are not in the sheep pen that I still have to gather, right? He longs for all of them, right? No matter where they are at, no matter how old they are, no matter what stage of their health they're in, all are sheep that the Good Shepherd longs to bring in and love and care for and provide for and protect. This Good Shepherd says, the reason that he came is that they may have life and have it to the full. 
So what is, what is this full life that Jesus is talking about? What is, it's not just life he wants you to have. He wants you to have a full life. And, and what is that? What is it that Jesus wants you in this life to have so that it's full and meaningful and valuable and purposeful? And what does he really long for all people to have in this full life? Well, now, first off, knowing who he is, he is the source of life. This is God from eternity. This is the one through whom all things came into being. This is the Son of God himself who came into a human life, who came to live in this world and to live this life and to do it for us. This one who came to be our substitute and our Savior. This one who came to willingly lay down his life, as he says here in our gospel lesson. This one who comes as the shepherd, not only to care for us and provide for us, for, these earth, for the, our earthly life, but to lay down his life for his sheep, for all sheep. To be the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world. To be the one who could bring the promise of life with God forever to us. The promise of an eternal life waiting in heaven. And until then, to be the one who shepherds us and provides for us through his means of grace where he comes and we get to know and experience his love for us and his peace and his forgiveness it's here in these means of grace that our good shepherd comes to live our lives in him, in his goodness, in his blessings, in his righteousness. And friends, that's where you find a full life. That's the only place where you will find your value in this life and what your heavenly father, what your good shepherd says about you, that you are loved that you are his, that he has made you his now and forever. And in him you find your value and your worth. In him you find the purpose of life, to live in him, and for him to live through you, and for someday for you to be able to live with him. Friends, this is the value of your life that you know through your good shepherd, Jesus. And this is the value of the life of every single human being on this planet. Because that good shepherd longs to call all sheep into that pen. He longs that all would know him. And in this time of grace to come and know his peace and his forgiveness and his love, that they too would have that hope of a life beyond the grave. Friends, every single life is valuable in the eyes of the good shepherd. He longs that you would have this life to the full. And that through us, others would know where to find that value of life and that full life. It's good for us to be reminded of these things. It's good for us to, again, see the value of our life in this world, our physical lives, this time of grace, but also the spiritual life that God has called us to through Christ Jesus. 
But then it's also good for us to, to look out into the world and be reminded of the struggle that we're in. Because you look around at a country that, in the latest numbers, put to death 862,000 babies through abortion. That's 98 babies just during this time that we are sitting here together in this church. Or you think about the eight states and the District of Columbia and the number of countries in our world that have legalized dying with dignity. That you can just take your own life or other people can decide for you when your life is going to end. Friends, the enemy is working hard to devalue life. To get, try to get us to devalue human life. And so as Christians today, it's good for us to be reminded of the value of our lives and the value of everyone's life, but then to look at the struggle that we're facing and say, what do I do? How do I stand up and speak up and defend God's gift of life? What do we do as the church as we look at what's going on in our world? The first thing we always want to do is go to our knees and pray. Pray that the Lord would open hearts. Pray that the Lord would give us courage. Pray that the Lord would turn hearts away from sin to him. We also can stand up and speak. Speak the word of life. Point others to their Savior, Jesus. Point them to the Good Shepherd who longs for them to know life now and forever. We can support organizations and get to know more about those organizations and what they do on our behalf, like, like the Alpha Pregnancy Center right here in Phoenix that helps mothers who are pregnant to help them make better decisions than abortion to preserve that gift of life. Or for more national organizations like Wells Lutherans for Life or Christian Life Resources that, that provide Christians and Christian churches with resources to be able to, to share. These are organizations that we can support with our time and with our money and with our prayers as they do this work on the front lines. As the church as God's people who know our gift of life, another thing we can do is live that out. To live our lives honoring our own lives. We can live our lives in that fullness of Christ, continually coming to those means of grace to be reminded of how loved we are, of how forgiven we are, of this grace that we know, friends, and when we know the depth of that grace of God, we can't help but want to share that with the world who so desperately needs it. As I am living that more full life in Christ Jesus, that has to overflow into my relationships and my conversations 
and the way that I live my life in this world. Friends, there's a call to action for us, isn't there? A call to action to stand up for this gift of life in our world today. And maybe this topic hits close to home today. Because maybe there's someone close to you who made a choice that was not God-pleasing when it comes to his gift of life. And so if that's weighing you down today as we talk about these things, listen to the voice of your good shepherd who says, come and let me bind up your wounds. Let me give you my peace. Let me assure you that in me you find life and you find hope and you find comfort. And maybe today is a day as we focus on these things that you feel guilt because maybe you were directly involved with a decision to end a life before God determined it should. And if that's the case, listen to the voice of your good shepherd. And what he says is, come, follow me. And he leads us up to a cross that's stained with blood, but it's empty. Except for all of our sins that are nailed there. And there he reminds you that every sin has been atoned for. As far as the east is from the west, so far have your sins been removed from you. That your heavenly father looks at you through your good shepherd and he says, you are loved and you are forgiven you are mine no matter what. Friends, it's in this good shepherd that we find strength. It's in him we find courage to go. It's in him we find peace and comfort in our failures. It's in him we find the full life that he longs for us to have. Andy and Mercedes Lara weren't able to have their own children, and so they decided they wanted to adopt. And they decided that they wanted to adopt a child that had Down syndrome, a child that many others didn't want. And they wanted to give that child a full life and love that child and let them know that they were valuable and loved. After they adopted their daughter that they named Sunflower, Mercedes wrote this in an Instagram post, uh, a picture of, of their newly adopted daughter. She wrote, Sunflower, before we knew you, we prayed for you, and I promise to always pray for you. In a broken world, God uses you to bring light. Joy overflows from you. And there are no words for how beautiful you truly are. We love you. It's a beautiful story. Almost as beautiful as a story is how God chose you. <laughs> and how God loves you. And how valuable you are to him. And how we get to go and be light to this world how we get to go and proclaim the one who is our life, 
the one who gives life, physical life, but even more importantly, who came to bring us spiritual life, and the one who promises to us an eternal life with him. Dear friends, life to the full is yours. To live in and to proclaim. God give us the strength to do so.